Hello, my friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast on this Wednesday, uh, November the 25th. Thank you for taking time to come and uh, open God's Word with me today. We follow in the exact um, uh, verses behind uh, the ones that we heard not only Monday, but on Tuesday here in Luke chapter 21. So on Monday, you know, we heard about the widow's might. Then uh, people, Jesus was doing teaching uh, yesterday and turned to what are those end time apocalyptic type readings, which makes perfect sense, of course, now as we are in our last uh, week of ordinary time before we hit the uh, new year. And, uh, but those are not strictly apocalyptic, as you recall from yesterday, that are, those end times happen within us all the time. Uh, and, uh, and we approach them uh, each year in different ways and, and in new ways that that word takes root within us. Well, so today we're going to see the, uh, the same um, cycle. And Jesus is going to continue that uh, idea. We will continue in Luke chapter 21. We are going to follow along with verses 12 to 19. So immediately following Jesus' teaching yesterday. So Luke 21 12 to 19. Let's hear what Jesus has for us today. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus said to the crowd, They will seize and persecute you. They will hand you over to the synagogues and to prisons, and they will have you led before kings and governors because of my name. It will lead to your giving testimony. Remember, you are not to prepare your defense beforehand, for I myself shall give you a wisdom in speaking that all your adversaries will be powerless to resist or refute. You will even be handed over by parents, brothers, relatives, and friends, and they will put some of you to death. You will be hated by all because of my name, but not a hair in your head will be destroyed. By your perseverance, You will secure your lives. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So again, brothers and sisters, please know he, Jesus is is speaking in the same manner as yesterday, which makes sense because he's he's following along. We broke it up for yesterday and today for our purposes, but Jesus didn't. It was one sequence when he was speaking. And... um, He's speaking on the same line of that apocalyptic, those end time things. Clearly, he's talking about, um, in a sense, being martyred, of, of, of standing up for the faith and what that will lead to. But again, I would urge us, brothers and sisters, not just solely to look at it as something that would happen at the end of our life and that's still out there waiting for us, perhaps, but as something that happens all the time now something in situations that we will find ourselves, uh, maybe ethical or moral dilemmas at work or, or in business or in families or, or in commerce or, or in, in conversation or whatever it would be where we are called all of a sudden to make a decision based on what is happening before us or around us uh, or to be to stand on our conscience and our beliefs into where God is inviting us. And that happens, brothers and sisters, not just once. That happens all the time, right? It happens daily. And, and I love that line right in the middle where it says, listen, when you're going, don't rehearse. Don't plan on what you're going to say. Because 
Because you don't know, then, then it may be our own agendas that we're trying to plan around. It may be our own ideas that we want to plant with people. He says, no, trust. I'm going to speak. You don't need to plan in advance. Um, I myself will give you a wisdom in speaking that all your adversaries will be powerless to resist. You don't have to prepare. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm going to be with you then. I'm your defense, he says. Um, and, and the interesting part is, again, it's, he tells us even, it's not just the governments that are going to hand us over, although he says that at the beginning. It'll be governors and kings and things. But he says you're going to be handed over by your, by your parents or brothers or relatives or friends. These situations are going to come from unlikely sources and places. But brothers and sisters, each one of them gives us the gift. It gives us the gift to say and remind ourselves and decide maybe for the first time, maybe for the hundredth, what do I believe? And what am I willing to give up for that belief? What am I willing to stand on? And what am I not? Um, is it time for me to speak? Or is it time for me to be silent? And both can be strong, and both can be, um, both can be delivering a message. I just recently, oh gosh, I don't, it might have been Monday. I uh, rewatched, and I don't remember how many times I've watched it, but rewatched it. Let's say for the fifth time, sixth time, uh, the movie A Man for All Seasons. If you've never seen it, watch it. It's a 50-year-old movie. Sure, it was done in, you know, the late 60s. Um, brilliant acting and, and an incredibly well-written script, but it's the story of St. Thomas More. And it's the story of uh, that time in the 16th century in England uh, when the Protestant Reformation had already taken place and, and had uh, been through Europe but now Henry VIII, who had, uh, had already to date two different wives and, and um, wanted to marry Anne Boleyn, uh, and because he couldn't get an heir to the throne. And um, the pressure that was placed upon Thomas More, who was chancellor of England and, and didn't want the job, but uh, the, the pressure brought to bear, not only by Henry, but by friends, uh, by relatives, by uh, members of parliament, uh, that he simply go along with what Henry was requesting, but his conscience wouldn't let him. It's a brilliant story. And at one point, you know, I, he, he's talking to his wife and said, listen, and it's after he resigned his chancellorship, he doesn't, he wants to excuse himself from it and, and just wants to live in quiet. Uh, and she looks at him and says, do you really think they're going to let us do that? Uh, and he said, you know, one, he was hoping so, but two, he looked at her and said, listen, this is not the stuff that martyrs are made of, pointing to himself. He didn't want to be a martyr. He simply didn't want to be in the center of the storm. Well, the storm found him. And, uh, and it's worth a watch. Uh, but I will merely say this, that what he did was he did not speak out against 
uh, King Henry at all. Uh, and a decree was passed that everybody had to take an oath that, uh, that Henry was the head of the Church of England. He had usurped the pope. Uh, and, uh, and in doing so, he had the right then to, to uh, marry Catherine of Aragon. And um, or, or, uh, was it Catherine of Aragon or Anne Boleyn? I think it was Anne Boleyn and, and was divorcing Catherine, but don't trust my history. Anyway, long story short, is he found his, his hope in silence. Uh, and he didn't speak a word, but didn't matter. In trial, lies were told about him. And, uh, and ultimately, he was found guilty, not because of anything he did or said, but the silence that he had, that he would not go along with the crowds, was something that spoke volumes to the country. And the country had an incredible respect for him, even to the point that when he went to the executioner, the executioner asked for his forgiveness because everybody loved Thomas and knew he was innocent. Uh, and Thomas, of course, uh, gave his, uh, his forgiveness. And they don't show this in the movie, but I love the story that he had a beard at the time. And, uh, and he doesn't in the movie, so that's why they didn't show it. But, but when he put his head on the chopping block, he asked if his beard uh, you know, could, uh, could be placed downward because he said, I, I don't remember my beard having any, uh, uh, doing any traitorous action, so therefore didn't want it to be chopped off. I mean, he had a good sense of humor to the end. And he said in his last words, I die the king's good servant. He never had any animosity toward Henry VIII. I die the king's good servant, but God's first. That's what we're talking about here, brothers and sisters. Whose servant are we? Um, because we'll serve. We'll serve that. That agenda or that person or that entity. Whose servant are we? And are we willing to stand with them? Even when the headwinds come blowing very hard against us. And, uh, and, and all the world seems to come down and even lies are told about us, are willing to stand, whether that's with words or in silence, and trust that God is our defense. Let's pray. We continue through the glorious mysteries today and again invite you to bring all your intentions uh, before, uh, and play, before our Blessed Mother and place them uh, within her wonderful grasp. So we begin in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. The third glorious mystery, the descent of the Holy Spirit. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. 
Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. St. Thomas More, pray for us. And my friends, thank you for coming along and uh, being part of another Cup of Joe podcast today. Tomorrow is Thanksgiving. Have the best Thanksgiving. And I may try to drop another episode, Tomorrow's Gospel, late tonight if I have time and I get around to it. Otherwise, I may skip tomorrow and it may go to Friday. We'll see how the schedule goes. But uh, blessed Thanksgiving to you and your loved ones.